Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lions Share Podcast. The Lions are three and one. They lead the NFC North, tied for third overall in the NFL, as we have only two undefeated teams in the NFL. This is episode 69. We are officially into October. Spooky season is upon us. The fall is here. The Lions lead the North. We had a we had a crazy week. Lions started things off on Thursday with a win over the Packers. If you didn't catch the show on Friday, we did a little quick one, a little rapid recap. Um, uh, and folks, just go back and listen to the artificial intelligence that was Andrew and Mitch. Uh, it's at the six minute mark in the episode, so you can go ahead and skip my five good minutes. I won't hold it against you, but hilarious. The AI is getting too powerful. And uh, it got Andrew's pretty spot on. Mitch was a little off, but Andrew's, some of Andrew, Andrew's mannerisms just spot on. Um, so we had a fun one here in the NFL today. We had a, we had a couple overtimes. Puka, Pukachu, as they're calling him, or I'm calling him, with a walk-off win um, uh, as a part of the Rams. Puka gets his first touchdown. Puka Nakua, that is, first touchdown, and none bigger than today. Matthew Stafford and the boys get it done. So we're going to talk about the Lions versus Packers recap. We're going to give you our BAM players and uh, speak a little bit on the news that happened since we last spoke, which is JMO is officially back in the Lions uniform, officially uh, reinstated. And then we'll recap week four in the NFL and close things out. So I talked at great length or short length on Friday's episode about this game. So I want to turn it over to you, Andrew and Mitch, to have the floor for a little bit. Because I've already kind of said what I thought about the game. So, um, rock, paper, scissors. Andrew, you kick us off today. Well, I was glad to hear that most of my thoughts really did truly make the episode all in all. So, I'm glad to hear it. A couple things really quickly that I'll just hit on. Team's completely different with Montgomery. I mean, that true every down back between the tackles is exactly what this team needs. Huge, big step up from the defense, having Bugs back uh, with with Benito up front. I think those big boys on the front there will mute the uh, phone going forward. But uh, I think having those big boys has contributed to the sack totals that we're got. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's 12 or 13 after the, through the last two games here. Um, so I think that's huge on that front. And honestly, it's helping the DBs more than anything. Offensive line, having them back shows everything. And golf, it's just kind of commanding. So it's it's everything we've talked about kind of culminating. And it was nice to see almost everything hitting for us. Um, and then, you know, kind of sputtered out. And there was a, you know, the golf fadeaway we all laughed about early on. Little things like that to clean up. But honestly, everything kind of coming to fruition, what we've talked about with this team. One thing quickly before Mitch, you go. Yeah, Lions have um, with Bugs back in the, in the lineup. They didn't have a set, a single sack without Bugs, and now with Bugs in the lineup, the sacks are coming. So, just something to know. I love that too. And and if you guys were were listening to the uh, to the Amazon cast, Kirk queued Bugs up. That was absolutely incredible. Or I'm sorry, no, it was a lean, wasn't it? It was lean, and they basically said like he's lost some weight to to get a better pass rush and queued him up. It was amazing. I think you guys have said it all. And obviously the AI kind of did me justice. I just first half was the best half of football you could possibly ask for. I remember, I think I said maybe three times during the first half, this doesn't feel real. It just didn't feel like, I mean, they were 
putting it to them in every facet of the game. My biggest issue with the second half was just playing not to lose the game. You can't do that here over and over and over again. I talked about it in the halftime capsule, and we were texting a little bit. Just pour it on. The offense is working. Everything is clicking. Don't take your foot off the gas so early, Ben Johnson, that it starts to slip away. Let the Packers creep back in. Um, now, again, luckily, that wasn't the national consensus. I think the, I'm sure we all watched Friday that everyone basically said, yeah, the Lions buried the Packers and blew them out. And they really did. Um, yeah, would just love to see that. Just finish a whole game. From, from start to finish, a full 60 minutes would be amazing to just absolutely put it to a game. But... Other than that, um, yeah, I think we've covered it. Great game overall. Uh, state, statement win. First statement win, I think, outside of the Chiefs because this Chiefs was, kind of whether we like it or not, I hate to say the A word, but it was a little bit of an asterisk. So this one felt like prime time. They took it to them. Um, long week of rest. I'm excited for, uh, for the Panthers. Yeah, that's a big note too. Both these wins against the Chiefs and against the Packers on the road in prime time. So two things going against you right there. Two big wins. Not only the big wins, but big wins on the road. So question is, are the Lions officially, are we going to start calling these teams, these cats, the the road warriors? Might actually have to give them that with the way they traveled to Lambeau. I mean, these are two iconic spots to win on the road. You got Lambeau and then Arrowhead as well. And I mean, you saw week one primetime, the Lions showed out. And they showed out so well this Thursday that the Packers organization issued the statement about Packers fans selling tickets to uh, other Packers fans and not opposing uh, opposing teams. It's becoming a little bit of a tradition that lines take over some stadiums and not, not just take over, but the, sec- the, the after the game thing that's happening where Brad Holmes just finds the fans and starts hyping them up. Just different feeling, different feeling for the organization. Did you see he was going through the stands pregame too as well? I d- didn't catch that, no. He was he was going through the stands, and this was early because the stands were bare at this point. I just saw a picture on Twitter, uh, or excuse me, X, ahead of the game. It was probably an hour or two before kick, and he was going through uh, just shaking hands with Lions fans, getting pictures, shaking hands, doing all the things. So, yeah, you can't, you can't mark a time in, in Lions history that that's ever happened from a GM. That's for sure. Um, and Sheila, of course, was there as well. Um, she's always she's always tried and true. Um, but yeah, uh, def- definitely shout out to me for for calling that on on Montgomery. I was I said it was a different team with him involved, and he showed it. Um, he's just kind of known for that against the Packers, though. He did this with the Bears as well. Um, he's had some of his best games against the Packers. So uh, yeah, a, a absolute workhorse and. Uh, you know, I mean, if we want to want to talk about predictions as well, we had Mitch at 24, Lions 24, Packers 21. I was at 34, Lions, or no, Andrew was at 34, Lions, Packers 28, and then me was Lions 23, Packers 20. So if you combine my Packers score and Andrew's Lions score, we absolutely nailed it. 34 to 20. And that's the analysis that you'll get here from the Lions Share podcast. Um yeah, uh, I, I don't think I saw a world where the Lions were going to put up 34. I didn't think they would need to, and they didn't. Um, but what, did you, what do you guys think? What's your general consensus about what this Packers team is? I'm not real high on the Packers. I, you know, Great win for the Lions. Uh, would love for a complete game. I think the complete games are coming. I think I'm going to optimistically chalk that up as just growing pains. They're just trying to figure out how to 
how to do this thing and uh the the complete games and uh the the step on the throat and twist it's it's coming but what do you guys think about the packers i think it's a great win but i i i don't know it's not as impressive as i think some are making i'll jump i'll jump in if you want mitch um i went back and i watched the highlights against the uh against the packers from last year as well after the game just to kind of see you know what's the big difference what what kind of stood out on tape and for me honestly looking at it i went into it with the perspective of how do the lions look different highlights wise what's the biggest change and the biggest thing i saw that stuck off the the film to me was the packers honestly um in that game, I don't know if you remember, they kind of had a little couple momentum shifts. They had the picks. Uh, I don't know if it was a pick six, but I know they had a pick on them. Um, and it was like guys were fighting for big momentum swings on the Packers. You had Robert Tunyon making big catches, celebrating first downs, kind of getting the team pumped. And that was the biggest thing for me from the Packers side is I didn't see anybody kind of making, wanting to make a play making something happen. Hey, give me the ball. Put this on my shoulders. I didn't see Christian Watson try and step up. I didn't see Aaron Jones try and step up. I didn't see AJ Dillon. I didn't see Jordan Love. I didn't see any of these guys trying to step up. And credit to the Lions D, I think they were just that physically imposing uh, on the Green Bay Packers offense and nobody wanted to step up after the beatdown. It's tough to say what the Packers are going to be. I mean, Obviously, the the offensive line was was banged up. I mean, that's kind of why, not why, not the whole reason. I mean, the whole defense played outstanding, but boys were having field day. Leem, Aiden, Kaminsky, everyone was getting into the mix. Um, you know, it's it's Jordan Love's rookie year for better or worse. So I think we'll be facing a different team uh, during Thanksgiving. I think the ceiling for this team is nine and eight, though. If, if that, like to answer your question, I think they can possibly be a nine and eight team because I do think. I do think LaFleur is a good coach, um, but it's hard. I don't know. It's hard to say. Aaron Jones didn't play that much, but to Andrew's point, um, and I was texting some other people before the game, and, and I think we had talked about it. Defense was flying around. I mean, on that on that interception, Watson got popped. So then all of a sudden it's like, is he running across the middle of the field with as much conviction? That hit on Aaron Jones. Um, Lions wanted it more at the end of the day, but – We'll see. I, I do think we're looking at a better team later in the year, which makes it all the all the more impactful that we got the we got the road win early. For sure. And Thanksgiving. Haven't had a win on Thanksgiving in a while. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if you guys would agree with this. I just felt like this was an oddly calm game. I thought we'd have a lot more thought like like you spoke of in the pre show, Mitch. I thought we'd have some more Quay Walker things and we we didn't really see any of that. We didn't it was not like any traditional bad blood. It was just like the Lions came out so poised and knocked them off their feet so quickly that the Packers were just kind of taken aback the whole game. And it just felt like there was never a point in that game, except for that uh, that long drive Green Bay had in the second half, where it felt like this was ever in a question, right? Like it it was it was it was one of the more calm games for for a Lions fan that I've had in a long time, and I just felt like it was never. The lines were never not in the driver's seat and the momentum shifts were never, they never came that I kind of thought they would. And it just seemed like an overall, just like a calm game, just kind of like the Packers weren't up kind of like you spoke of Andrew, just didn't feel like they had that fire in this game. I was worried though, to be completely honest with you guys, like as soon as 
as soon as they started doing the same run on first down, run second down, try to pass on third down, all of a sudden the line, the Packers get a score. I definitely had some SOL creeping into my head. Like, is is this the same old lines? Are they going to choke this away on prime time? Then again, you see Ben Johnson says, no way, we're actually going to turn it back on, drive all the way down the field. And yeah, Quay Walker helped with that for sure. They were going to get three no matter what. So dark thoughts crept back into my mind. See, see, I was, I don't know if this is like, this is the new, new look lines or whatever, but I just felt like I didn't have those thoughts this time around. I felt like I had the faith and that was a weird feeling, a weird spot to be in. I felt like worried that I wasn't worried kind of, um, uh, they, the only thing that brought me down in that was seeing Brian Branch go down. Then that's what brought me down because then I started looking forward like, oh, great. Now CJ's out and now Brian, I mean, Lord knows what it was going to At that point, we had no idea. We thought maybe it was Achilles or oh, a, a worse ankle than it was. X-rays negative. Um, so we're happy. We're, we're happy about that. But that was the only time that I really felt down in that game was or worried in a sense was when Brian Branch had that little tweak on the ankle. Yeah, Brian, which is yeah, which is fair. He fits on the cardiac cats. That's uh, that's to say <laughs> the least. The guy, what did he say? He, he's uh, he's prone to cramping, and now he's just he falls, man, and it's almost non-contact, and that's the ones that scare you the most. It should also yeah. be noted not to like. Obviously, the defense played incredibly, but I was without obviously CJ Kirby didn't play, so. I mean, if hopefully Branch only needs a week and a half of rest, it kind of feels like. But even if Branch sits, Kirby's back. Tracy Walker's flying around again. Some deep the defense's defensive depth is there. Um, in, in certain Melifonwu as well. I may I may just oh, add one more. Go for it, yeah. Melifonwu played well. I think um, you know the only the only people that kind of consistently aren't playing well. Rodriguez doesn't look good. Like Rodrigo is a special teams guy, and that's great. Keep him there forever. Um, obviously, we we all need to eat a little bit of crow about a certain cornerback, but that's okay. I'm willing to do that. Jerry Jacobs. Yeah, yeah. He that's played better though. Two, knock two, a guy two, with two picks. Yeah, right. I know that's. Yeah, and 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 one was a tip, and one was in garbage time. So how much how much weight do you really put on two picks? But yeah, I mean, it, it, overall, not just. Not just with the picks, but Jerry Jacobs did play a little bit better than we normally would see. He 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 kind of kind of locked it down seatbelt style. However, did have that one pass interference, which eh, I don't know. With on the replay, it didn't look that bad. It's trash, yeah. trash. We'll see where this defense is faring with the rest of the league after the numbers come out after uh, Monday night into Tuesday morning there, but. I mean, you got to think this defense is feeling elite, and that was what was different for me watching this game is that. Every time the offense kind of stalled out or took a st- step back, it was like, bring this defense back out. These guys are eating tonight. Let them let them fly around. And I had full confidence in that defense all day long. And I know that's the mindset that the coaching staff has, uh, you know, offensively, is that the defense is playing well. We don't have to go try to do too much on offense, but it was very conservative at times with and predictable. I think that's more the issue, I think, like Mitch and I and we all had was is predictable, not not so much the conservatism, but the predictable. Just, oh gee, wonder if this is going to be a run on first and ten. That's that Ben Johnson does that, and not just in these situations, but overall, he just loves to run it on first and ten, and it gets it gets predictable. Um, Andrew, I don't know if you guys saw this, but 
I, I had heard from a little birdie that this defense now ranks sixth. I don't know if how that shakes out with the games that happened today. They may have shuffled around higher or lower, but um, are you talking about a, Are we talking about a top five defense here, Andrew? I don't know, man. Top three was a lot to call for. We'll see where we end at the, the season, but if we can just stay in the top five, I, or excuse me, top 10, I would be happy with the top 10 finish. I'd be much, much happier with the top eight, though. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to pull up some rankings here. There's uh, potential there. I hate, I hate, hate, hate looking ahead, but there is right. potential to go into the bye week with the people, like with people around the league or with like a top five offense. Panthers, Bucks, Ravens, Raiders, Chargers, Bears. I skipped their bye week, didn't I? Yeah. So Panthers, Bucks, Ravens, Raiders. Then it's the bye week. Yeah. Little note, NFL or sportsnot.com has them ranked as the 14th rank, up from 18. Um, Get this, in Thursday's win over Green Bay, Aiden Hutchinson posted career highs in a pressure rate of 21% and eight pressures. In the first half alone, Detroit pressured Jordan Half, uh, Jordan Half, Jordan Love on almost fifty percent of his dropbacks. That's kind of unbelievable to think about. That fifty percent of his the time he's dropping back that the Lions are putting pressure in his face. He got a lot of unjust hate. I thought this week it came it came down way too much on him. He had no time. He was never comfortable. And as even though I did just call Matt Lafleur a good coach. Maybe set your guy up with some, just get it out of his hands. Screens, yeah. check down, whatever you got to do to get him a little confidence and get the ball out. Um, yeah, that game was not, he was not set up for success in that game at all. He was working uphill the entire time. Tough sliding. But I got to say this about Jordan Love. Um, I'm a known Jordan Love hater, but statistically in this game, as bad as it was, he was 23 of 36 for 246 uh, and a touchdown. The two picks, obviously, but one in garbage time, one was a tip. Um, so not not a terrible day. I know that it equates to a 70 QB rating, QBR, but still overall not a bad day. I mean, it, you would have expected a worse day. I thought a, I thought he had a worse day until I saw the stats. Not a, not a, not as bad as you would think. But the big thing is Green Bay, 27 yards rushing, and that's the big that's the big standout for the Lions defense this whole season has been the the minimal yards that gained on the ground against these opponents. Um, they were uh, last year. They they as a team averaged five point two yards per carry against uh, against this Lions defense. That was ranked third worst in the NFL. Um, and one hundred and fifty yards rushing per game last year. That was fourth worst this season. Sixty yards per game and three yards per carry. That's that's in the top three for sure. At least in the rushing attack, they're a top three defense. That's pretty impressive. A pretty impressive turnaround just from what year over year. I mean, it's incredible, um, especially against some of these. I mean, they, they've played some good backs, right? I mean, to, to only give up 27 yards on the ground rushing. I mean, you'll you'll take that every day and twice on Sunday, especially with not a ton of like upfront changes. You know, most of the changes on defense this year in the offseason has come from free agency in the backfield. And granted, the Packers were down and down a lot early, so they went back. They went to the passing game, so they weren't running the ball as much as they would have, you know. So a lot of their attack came through the air, and they had almost 250 yards passing. So, um, but but yeah, that was that was incredible. Uh, a good team win, I thought overall. A very 
symbol symbolic of a team win. Um, it wasn't like anybody really big standing out. There were a couple standout players, and we'll get to our band players in just a little bit. But I I don't know if you guys have any echoing to say on that. But it felt like a, a team win for sure. Like there wasn't one guy leading the charge on either side of the ball. It was a lot of team effort on both sides. Yeah, right. I think head, the uh, head nods. I think head the nods. first uh, thing said in the locker room, from what I heard after Dan was given his speech to the team, was that's a that's a team ball. And he said, "Oh hell yeah, yeah man! Yeah. Who said that? <laughs> Who did say it? No, who's to say? So. Probably a Brock Wright. He seems like an off-camera quiet guy. And shout out Brock Wright for getting a little bit better on the on the run blocking this week." Ooh, I, did he? I was gonna I say I, I did see one play where he just absolutely oof. whiffed, and that was just one that I saw. So I, that's only made... because I pointed it out, though. I, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, I've got, I've got the. Uh, you guys know I love my PFF grades. Ooh, you know who doesn't? Tracy Walker. It, Tracy Walker doesn't, but he's still better than Brock Wright. <laughs> who was the um? Who was the low person? I can't remember. I, I saw who the low Total person was. Total roster? Like, yeah, I believe. Total James Mitchell. Roster. Was that who it was? Okay, maybe maybe I'm thinking of a different stat. But there was somebody that was really, really low, low ranked. Maybe I'm thinking then, defensively. Uh, no, because, yeah, James Mitchell got a 40 and a half. Lowest defense was 46.9. Jack Campbell. Oh, that's what I was thinking of, I think. That one stood out. That was surprising to me. Hmm. Um, if, if we may shift to the Packers real quick, how many, how many tackles do you guys think Quay Walker, Quay Walker, Quay Walker had total, not solo. But oh total. God. 16. I was thinking 17. It's, it's higher. What is it? 19, 19, 10 of them solo. I mean, he's good. There's no denying he's good. Just be, just be smarter. Just be smarter. I think this is one of uh, Brad Holmes's emphasis when he drafts too. Is you know it's why we passed on Jalen Carter. I would say it's a team mentality. Uh, the we, not me. I will tell yeah. you, I love everything about the way Brad drafts. But Lord, oh Lord, does Jalen Carter look good? <laughs> yeah, he. I didn't see much of him today, but in the last three games, the first three games, yeah, were it was it was it was hard to watch. That's a full-grown man down there. Yeah, he's hungry and he's getting getting to there pretty quickly. Um, who's the other? You guys uh, want to talk? Who's the other big boy they took the previous year too? The Eagles. Quentin Williams. Is that your thing now? Uh, no, the other big D lineman that the Eagles took a couple years ago. I think he was out of Georgia as well. I think yeah, I think that's half the team of. is Georgia. Nah. It's the guy who he sneezed in an interview and he blessed himself. <laughs> I'm, I'll figure it <laughs> out. You keep going. Who, who he, doesn't he was in an interview himself. and he said, he said, bless me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That, that's, all, that's egregious. Um, uh, yeah. You want to, you guys want to talk about band players? We've had no discussion about this. Um, I had a list going in my notes somewhere. Um, it's always hard when we're on a Sunday, um, recording after a Thursday. Yeah, only I don't know where more, my notes. Only one more of those this year, Ben. We can do it. Is yeah, Jordan Davis. Thanksgiving. 
He was the other big boy oh, yeah, I, I was thinking about. Yeah, he's uh, I did. He is a big boy who consumes a lot hey. of space. I was completely just thinking of the Jets. Quinn and Williams plays for the Jets. Yeah, I think he went to Bama. I don't know. Green, I guess, is what I'll go with. I there. thought you were. I thought you were saying that for Andrew. I thought you thought maybe Andrew uh, thought that. Got away from me really fast. Yikes. Anyways, um, band players, band players, yeah. Kick us off. I, I can't find can't find my notes. I find your notes. Okay, I'll start with offense. Um, it's Montgomery. It has to be. Just oh, that's ab- yeah. That's who I had to. Oh, is it? In yeah, the just, no- is it in my notes? No, I didn't put it in. Sorry. Sorry, I mean, it's totally just, I, I can't imagine we're not going to be a consensus here. But again, with Andrew, you really never know. Um, Montgomery was just an absolute savage coming off injury, just pounding, pounding, pounding. Like, felt Derry Henry, Derrick Henry-esque, right? Where this, eventually the defense is just like, okay. Like, this guy's got to stop eventually. So, for me, it's Montgomery. Absurd stat line, um, what the offense needed. Yeah, I mean, I, I echo the Montgomery part. I will align with you there. My other one was going to be the entire defense as a whole because, I mean, you just absolutely step up. They're getting dogged the first few weeks of the season. Kind of, you know, is it going to be the same defense? We went and made the adjustments. You get you get the injuries, and then you still come out and prove yourself. So you, you got zero sacks through two weeks, and now after four, like I said, 12 or 13, so... Yeah, I I was similar to you, Ben. Sorry, I, but it, I was gonna go Kaminsky, and then I was like, well, the, Hutchinson opened up Kaminsky, but that's what they needed. Like they've needed someone else for Hutch to come in and get the pressure. So I'll I'll cheap out with you and go full defense. And I don't even think that's a cheap out or cop out. I think that's just the defense played well. This is where I had them in the in the notes. It was in the Spotify poll on the last episode, folks, shareholders. If you if you. Scroll down when if you are a Spotify listener, if you scroll down when you're playing uh, one of our episodes, one of our many episodes, if you scroll down on any episode, there's usually a poll down there. And the poll I put out was vote for fan player for Sunday's show. So I had five on here. I had Aiden Montgomery, Laporta, Jerry Jacobs and Anceloni. Jerry Jacobs is kind of an honorary mention there. Um, but Montgomery it won the poll. So so there you go. It's Montgomery. And uh, yeah, I can echo what you guys said. Aiden. Anzalone, you could make the argument for him as well. Kaminsky. Laporta, um, definitely honorary first half. Um, this is back-to-back weeks. Why they I, they haven't gone to Laporta hardly at all in the second half of games. In the first half, he has has the touchdown, and uh, last week he had, had yards in the first half as well, uh, or the, the touchdown last week and then this week with the yards. Um, and just in the second half, they kind of don't go to him. And obviously this week was a little bit of a more – rushing attack in the second half but i'd like to see him go to i'd like to see him go back to laporta go back to the well it's working i mean and he's he's obviously getting more and more comfortable between the chemistry with him and golf golf should we should we add that in that's how the sausage is made moment here but should we add in a uh shareholder band player of the week i know we don't get a ton of votes it seems like it seems like if people weren't getting so offended about vehicles they drive and whether or not they belong to a certain demographic they would have time to vote but i don't know i think that'd be a cool thing to do if we can get some shareholders to vote and just do like us three dingoes and then see what the shareholders think agreed you throw it up on the ig as well do a conglomerate vote it's the bams yeah that's the bams oh yeah the s would be the shareholders i I took (laughs) 
it took me a second there. I got it now, though. We're on the same page, same wavelength. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's a cool way to do it. Um, we can we can throw it up on Sundays when we uh, at when we post the episode, and then by Wednesday we'll know who it is, and we can recap it on Wednesday. We'll have our our. I mean, get it done. Yeah, yeah, make it make it happen. Um, all right, so let's talk about the fact that um, JMO is back. We got that news on Friday. Andrew got that news on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little behind the scenes folks inside joke there but um yeah mitch had texted us that you know something along the lines of like let's go jmo back uh, something along the lines and nice long week before carolina it went right over andrew's head uh, and he texted us saturday morning <laughs> it's like let's go jmo's back <laughs> like where you been man um but yeah that's the news of the of the weekend for the lions jmo back the nfl has re reimagined their gambling rules and so now jmo is eligible to um, return immediately uh no longer the sixth game he's eligible for carolina so that's the next opponent that the lions have carolina panthers nice long recovery for some of these injured cats out there um brian branch who knows we'll we'll update those guys on wednesday but um i don't want to look too far ahead because we'll we'll preview the panthers on wednesday's episode walkthrough um but JMO seems like this would be a perfect ramp game for him. Not to not to take anything away from the Panthers, but they haven't got a win on the year, um, and they're going to be a tough team, Frank Wright and the boys. But um, this seems like a perfect opportunity to reinstate JMO into the game um, on kind of a not a pitch count per se, but just to get him back out there, get in the field of things, right? Yeah, I would uh, definitely agree with you on that one. I'd love to have JMO back. Yeah, a little delayed. Uh, Traveled to the West Coast, traveled back. So, you know, the news kind of passed me in the time zones kind of as I was traveling there, folks, interdimensionally. Um, so, missed it. Uh, got it on the delay. Glad he's back. And a little Chark JMO. See if what we gave up was worth the squeeze waiting for us on the backside with JMO. And I think the clutch thing here is because he hasn't been really allowed around, allowed around the team for weeks now, months. Um, so again, this this long week is is huge, and he'll still be Ben. We were talking about it um, when we were waiting for technical difficulties to pass, but uh, he's not going to go in and play a bunch, right? Like he won't be able to. He hasn't been practicing, but he'll definitely get thrown in there. They'll find ways to get the ball in his hands, creative ways, whether it's end arounds or just let him run a streak and see how far golf golf can throw the ball. Um, they'll, they'll get him, they'll get him some attention. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a perfect ramp up game as we, as we look forward, no matter what happens in the game. I think we're, we just talked about it on the last, um, the last Sunday episode, I think where we don't really know what the team is until week seven. And part of that was because JMO wasn't back, but JMO's back. Christmas, Christmas came, early. came early. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That... <laughs> I got I don't even know what to say about that. It's crazy. It's in the uh, script. I, sorry, no. I read Ben's line in the script. That's on me. No, that's that is absolutely not in there. That is just two guys. You know, they say vibing. great minds think alike. Just vibing. Just vibing here on a Sunday. I just glanced over at Sunday Night Football, about to kick off right now. I'm sure Taylor Swift has been shown no less than 25 times. A sweet shot. I love when stadiums do that, where they all clearly all have like wristbands. It looks awesome. Are you? Is this a joke? No, you see in the back behind behind Mike and Chris. No, I'm not watching. 
Oh, you just said you glanced over. Yeah, they they must have all had like wristbands in their seats, and they're all glowing up and flashing. You, so you know what they are, cool. right? I know they gave out some friendship bracelets, but it, I don't think this is that. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I thought it was. I thought that's what you were alluding to, but okay. no, 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 no. I don't think it was that because I know they gave out like a certain amount of the friendship the the friendship bracelets, yeah. but this was definitely like something they put in every seat, and it was the whole stadium looked like it was illuminating. Okay, very cool, very cool. Um, yeah, Chiefs taking on the Jets. Let's talk about NFL Week Four, shall we? We've got a uh, a little record update so far through the through the Sunday and Thursday games. Um, everything up to Sunday night football and Monday night football. I'm sitting at nine and five. Andrew at ten and four. Uh, Mitch also at ten and four. So um, that puts our season records at myself forty one twenty one. Andrew thirty five and twenty seven, and Mitch one game behind forty and twenty two. Uh, and we've got a discrepancy in our pick on Monday night football. So this could very well be a tie game going into Wednesday and into Week five. So get your popcorn ready, folks. One for that ass and that mullet. Seriously. Seriously. Oh yeah, a little, a little behind the scenes. Yeah, the mullet, the mullet, the mini, the mini mullet is, is flowing. Did you count uh, this Andrew, game I'm as gonna... a win for us all? Yeah. The Chiefs. Yeah, it's yeah, we might as well. Up, yeah. <laughs> Careful, you know what happens when you start getting, getting ahead of yourself. That means the yeah, the Texans take down the upset here. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Texans, Steelers, something like that. Something like that. Um. Let's talk about the London game. Falcons lose to the Jaguars. Andrew, going to go to you on this one because I knew you were locked in on the Disney Plus Toy Story broadcast. Uh, what can you give us from that? Well, I know you guys couldn't hear me, but I could hear you talking about how garbage this thing was. Boy, can I? Th- I was up at 6 o'clock, boys, getting ready, making breakfast, excited to watch this thing at 930 not only did we not get any pregame, they gave us a countdown clock uh, a half hour prior. So we heard nothing prior to the game. Didn't see how anything was going to work out. Could have taken that time to explain everything. Hell, I don't know. Worked out some of the technical difficulties that they had that plagued the entire game. I didn't see a, a, a play until I think the third punt in the game. I think that's when the first play actually worked accurately on this thing. And did you did you say uh, Trevor Lawrence at one point had burners on? Uh, yeah, he scrambled out of the pocket, made a, made a couple people uh, look ugly, if, uh, if that's what I can say for the kids in this viewership. Um, and then he turned on the, the orange jet boosters, kicked up some dust, uh, and then sprinted out of bounds, avoiding all contact. Now that's cool. It was super sick. It was nauseating, Ben. If it was literally, like okay. we were talking before, like in Andrew, I don't know if you agreed or not, but the, when they had the angle where it was like behind and it looked like a video game, just do that the whole game. I don't. We're trying to mix it up and do this like I don't even know what they were doing, but yeah, you couldn't even watch football sometimes. It was a disaster. That's exactly what I said. The only thing I could think is that they were forced to follow the broadcast camera angles. Um, so they, they kind of got boxed into a corner is the only thing I could think of, but yeah, what what you're saying is they just need to have that camera is the feed for that, for the, for this broadcast at all times. 
Also, I think like the dimensions for the players and the field on screen were a little off. I think the players needed to be a yes. little smaller, field a little bigger. Uh, it just it looked wrong when they bumped into each other. <laughs> All right, so maybe just a trial thing, and uh, maybe we'll sweep this one under the rug after this. No more of these going forward, maybe. I think they said they have another one this season. So honestly, mm. I, I I would love it if if it's, it worked. I thought it was kind of funny. They had some fun facts teaching kids about the game. You know what certain positions do, why it makes why things are difficult on them if the quarterback does a certain thing. Uh, you know stats on the league. It was nice to get a new generation into it. It was kind of funny to watch touchdowns and celebrations and everything. Uh, but just too many t- technical difficulties. And let's not forget uh, this Super Bowl this year is going to be on simulcast on Nickelodeon doing their own splash zone, slime zone, whatever they slime time. Um, not the Toy Story version, but the slime time. So got to imagine there's going to be more of these alternate broadcasts as we go forward, trying to get literally every eyeball in the world to watch <laughs> football. That's all it is. That's all it is, right? Just, just grab it more demographics. Um all right, that's enough time on that. The Jaguars win it. I didn't watch a single game or second from this game. It was 8.30 in the morning here. Uh, other things going on. Um, Dolphins at the Bills. This was chalked as the game of the week. Andrew, to quote you, uh, in the first half, lived up to the billing. I assume that was a play on the Bills. Didn't really need to play it up, uh, but yeah, they they struck early and often. Uh, more frequently than the, than the Dolphins did. It was a fun game early. Both teams came out firing. Uh, Bill's defense racking up uh, pick sixes. Uh, I don't know if one was a fumble scoop and score. Regardless, defense was putting points on the board, and that seemed to kind of be the uh, backbreaker for the Dolphins. Just couldn't dig themselves out once they went down a couple scores, and it really shows that uh, the way to beat Tua is pressure in his face. Yeah, he wasn't sacked until today, right? That was the first time. Yeah, I, be- I believe you're right. Yeah, they just they threw him off their game. They they just kind of beat him up a little bit. And I was listening to part of my take uh, this morning, and that's what Booger was on talking about. He's like, you gotta you gotta smack these teams. You compared them to the greatest show on turf, and that's what they did. And um, the defense showed up. So a little bit disappointing. I thought this game was going to be shootout the very least close and it turned ugly pretty pretty quick started yeah, the that Dolphins way. tried to get the 50 burger yeah or the, the the bills sorry tried to get the 50 burger josh allen had a five touchdowns fourth of the air one on the ground Diggs had three touchdowns Diggs was going off uh looked like a man possessed out there a chain on the other side of the ball had two touchdowns but dolphins just couldn't couldn't figure it out couldn't get um i uh we both had the dolphins mitch and i and then andrew shout out you for taking the bills here you can wear the crown for that. Uh, let's go to Panthers, Vikings. Vikings eke it out. Uh, Kirk Cousins with a pick six early and got absolutely popped on the block um, from the from the Panthers player. Uh, was really hoping the Panthers would pull out the win here and we'd have an NFC North going um, with no wins minus the Lions, but the Vikings come back and, and win it, and the Panthers nearly had an opportunity to take – uh, a stab at a tie late in this game, but the Vikings are victorious. So the Vikings are the, uh, between these two teams had zero wins coming into it, but the Vikings now with their first win of the year. 
And clearly the Vikings have carried their MO from last year over. I don't know why so many people are so shocked by the Vikings record right now. They once again, well, I, mean, I can't remember the final. I think it was less than a five-point game. Though that was the chair, Mitch and Ben. Take it easy, boys. It's just rubbing on the table. Um, but this is kind of their MO. They they win close games, or so they did last year. And this year, it seems that the turntables have turned. Um, and they're not winning these close games here coming down to the wire. So I don't know why everybody's surprised. It's the same thing as last year. But couldn't agree more. I mean, they're just the true, the true, true colors are showing. I think we talked about it last year. They're just kind of frauds and it's catching up to them. You can't, you can't close out games, close out close games, or you, actually I'm just like, you can't do that all the time. Like you have to win some games convincingly. You can't just keep it one score all the time. And, I think they ended the year with a negative point differential last year, or maybe is that? Yeah, I mean, you just—it was close. Not a winning recipe at all. No, the odds are not in your favor when you're doing that. Let's turn to another NFC North team here: the Bears, uh, losing it to the Broncos, 31 to 28. Bears were up 28 to seven in this game, and you know, one touchdown after another. The the Broncos bring it all the way back. Um, Claypool did not play; he sat this game. They're talking about trading him. Um, Fields was nearly perfect in the first half, had only one incompletion, had four touchdowns in this game, passing, um, a pretty remarkable day for Fields. And then the bears just dropped the boat. Uh, it was just bad. Dropped the ball. Um, I put a note in here. I can't wait till the lions play the Broncos. Cause I feel like that's going to be fun. Um, uh, but I guess after I put this note in when the bears were up 28 to seven, um, and the Broncos came back. So, and now I might just say change that to I can't wait till the Lions play the Broncos or the Bears because both these teams seem like just easy uh easy pickings but the yeah the Bears uh Matt Eberflus not good for him um just really bad for the Bears today um they've got sole possession of the first overall pick though that's a positive as far as the Bears go that's the best thing they could hope for at this point I mean, you just go back to back, get the first and the second overall pick, just just run with it, scrap the whole thing, start again. Yeah, I don't know what happened with this team today. They reminded me of the the uh, highlights from the Packers of last year that I was watching. Khalil Herbert, big run, would jump up quick to his feet. He was excited. DJ Moore finally catching the ball was excited to score. Justin Fields, when he was going through his progressions, when they weren't there. Then he was escaping the pocket and he looked good running downfield. And then the fourth quarter hit and it was like they just thought the Broncos were going to let them have this win because like, hey, we did really good. We did the things we were supposed to, so we should win this game, right? And that's kind of what it felt like. Like Eberflus was persuading Sean uh, Sean Payton to give him the win and Sean said, buddy, I got a scrap for my own and stole it. Yeah, the Broncos looked like a sorry team out there to begin the game. The first good portion of this game, I mean, you know, I didn't think they had it in them to bring it all the way back, but that just shows how bad the Bears are and how bad both these teams are. Um, they, yeah, Payne the just Broncos had to cut his sleeves off. Did you guys see that? It was going Bill Belichick. Did he cut him, or was it a zipper? Some, someone on the training training team, I think, cut him off. He had like um, he had like a windbreaker on, but with like super scrunchy cuffs. And he just called someone over and they just cut him off, like up to like the halfway to the forearm. Nice. 
Got a little too warm there in the Windy City, I guess, huh? Um, but good for us. We all had Broncos here, so that was good. Get that that they did come back for our records at least. Um, Ravens at the Browns. We didn't know this going into it, but uh, Deshaun Watson did not play, uh, and they had a backup quarterback. It was a yikes quarterback. Um, and David Njoku, or is it David Njoku? Uh, Njoku. I'm that right. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's just Njoku. Uh, I'm saying his first name. It's David, right? Am I not yeah, yeah. That up? Okay. Should be um, villain. Just had Njoku in the yeah. Uh, with with the mask showing up, had a fire incident with the fire pit prior to this game. Questionable if he was going to play. He did, but the Browns Browns failed to get in the end zone. Tried to go in garbage time and threw a pick right at the end of, at the buzzer. So Ravens twenty eight to three. Not much to say about this. We all had Browns. That sucks. We didn't know Deshaun wasn't going to play. I'm glad we all had Browns. I would have been annoyed if this was one that like. Andrew was just like, no, I don't buy the Deshaun hype and pick the Ravens. I I actually went back and looked today because I was like, I swear that bastard picked the Ravens. I thought so too. Um, and I also thought I also thought you were going to take Texans. A little sneak peek to the next matchup, but I thought you were going to. I thought you had Texans too. Leave it to me to not pick uh, Deshaun Watson when, uh, or well, to pick the Browns when Deshaun's not playing. So good on me. <laughs> leave it to you <laughs> to not, yeah. Leave it to you to, well, ally, but also to like not do weird stuff when it would have paid off the most. A hundred percent. And it's like the Ravens tried to tried everything they could do to not win this game. The Ravens banged up in like every area of their football team right now. And fumbles still just absolutely plagued this team. And I don't know if, if anybody has the stat, I'm not going to waste my life looking it up, but fumbles recovered like their own fumbles, but your own team recovers. I, I swear they must lead the league in them. I've seen at least one from every game this year on uh, watching them. Yeah, two from Lamar today. One lost, one recovered. Um, that yeah, dude's got a problem. Yeah, he does. He really does. You'd think uh, he'd figure it out, but he seems to not be. Seems to be a little stubborn about it. Um, yeah, Andrew, it was kind of perfect because I think in previous episodes you said I will never take Deshaun Watson on this podcast, and then. <laughs> how perfect that you take the Browns and Deshaun's out with a shoulder. The reason I chose the elves, the the specific chose the elf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what it is right here in the notes. Steelers, Texans, Steelers looking really bad out there. Matt Canada probably going to lose his job. OC for the Steelers, that is. Can I just, can we, can we uh, interlay a law into our picks, into the group chat? If something like that happens... I think one of us, if we propose, like, should we shift? And we all agree we should be able to shift our picks. Just moving forward. Yeah. Just a suggestion. Yeah, there's three of us, so we can have a majority rule on that. Uh, Andrew and I had several swinging gate games last year. At least Andrew did on, on some things like this. If we would have been a little bit better on our homework, we probably could have had a swinging gate game here. Honestly, I didn't yeah, know I should... he was in trouble of missing this game. I heard it Saturday, but it still said questionable. So I was like, whatever, like, it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a little smoke one, screen. One of us should have texted that, like, because it really was like an hour before the game. Should have been like, hey, should we reevaluate? Oh, well. Future wrinkle. Yeah, it's just good that we all had the same team. That So it makes a no difference, really. It's just Wash. one more L. Uh, the Texans, though. Texans are actually pretty decent. 30-6 to six over the Steelers. Kenny Pickett hurt his knee in this game. I didn't see an update on it. We'll probably get that full update tomorrow based on the evaluation that they do. But 
yeah, the Steelers, Matt Canada, probably going to lose his job. Offensive coordinator, not looking good for them. Mike Tomlin said after the game, I think I'm going to butcher the quote, but he said, hell yeah, there's going to be changes. So heads are going to roll for the Steelers. Yeah, I think that the, the uh, winner of the Canadian battle today was definitely Duke Kaboom and his halftime performance. Nice. That's awesome. And not a lot to say about this. CJ Stroud's for real. It looks like. I mean, that's could be Demico. I'm not Ryan. jumping on the train yet. He looks good though. Six six touchdowns, no picks. He looks good. The real winner today was the Texans uniforms. They were looking fly out there. See, I, I, I like the red. I'm not sure I like the helmet. The helmet. You know what? No, I'm not going to say that because it had the same sheen as the Lions alternate helmet. So I loved the Texans uniforms today. <laughs> Red's not my color either, but you know they were popping. Yeah, that's another game right there. If we knew the Texans were going to come out in the alternates, we maybe maybe that would have influenced our vote there or our picks. And now we're just going to be we're just going to be texting all the time. Like ah, I didn't know. Yeah, see, I didn't a, know. It's a slippery slope. We have got to be careful with that. It's got to like be one we, game per week or something. We should establish a law: injuries to the quarterback only. That seems like the only position yeah. strong enough to do. Okay. Or or like you know like just anything kind of big time. You know maybe a family death before <laughs> yeah. the game. Just really firing the guys up. Like a, if we just get like a really good tip from someone. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Rams Colts. This one went to overtime. The Rams win it in overtime. Colts can't tackle. Got that in the notes. Pukachu, Puka Nakua with a game. Uh, again, just a, a, I think he had nine catches and over 150 yards and a touchdown. His first touchdown. Um, <laughs> this, who said that quote? <laughs> so I'm gonna get to that. Uh, yeah. So the Rams win it in overtime. <laughs> Stafford, um, uh, with with a with a pretty incredible game. Um, and Puka as well. Uh, yes, I've got in here quote and emphasis on this is a quote, folks. Reminds me of Jeremy Lin when speaking of Puka Nakua. That was none other than Scott Hansen on the Red Zone broadcast. That seems a little insane. Teetering uh, yeah. on, I don't know, bigoted it, the race. <laughs> I don't know what to use here, but it's canceled. Like, not quite. I also was texting someone at, at during the game, and I'm like, that just seems like the one guy on the Rams you maybe want to figure out where he's at in overtime. I don't know. It's the Colts we're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but I, he should definitely use your nickname. That's that's a golden one. Maybe just give him that tip, stick to it, and we'll be all good. I was I came up with that while I was sitting on the couch, and I was like, surely somebody else has thought of it. So I searched the old x.com for Pukachu, and yeah, people were way ahead of me, but surprised the media hasn't jumped. I haven't seen the media use it yet, but I have seen there were tons of people on, on Twitter using Pukachu. It'll be a barstool shirt by tomorrow. Uh, you better believe it. Um, yeah, anything else from this game, folks? Oh, just uh, the real winner is, you know, Anthony Richardson's brain. He finally made it through a, a oh, complete game. So good for him. Yeah, they were blanked in the first half and the Colts came back. The, the The Rams were up, I believe, 23 to three or 20 to three in this game in the third quarter. And uh, the Colts tried to try to make it interesting at the end, got the two point conversion and the touchdown as well to force overtime. Uh, but came up short. Both teams possessed the ball, I believe, in half. Uh, maybe not. Um, the Rams won the uh, ones won the toss. Um, anyways, Rams win it. Uh, Rams now two and two. Colts now two and two. Um, Buccaneers at the Saints. This was for first place in the NFC South. The Buccaneers stand alone at first place now. 
Uh, Derek Carr had no presence of mind in this game. It felt like he was just off his game. Obviously, coming off the AC joint thing, we were questionable on whether he would play. He did play. Um, I just don't know. It just the Saints just didn't look good. I I thought this would be a more competitive game. Derek Carr looked like an absolute rookie out there, and yeah, presence of mind is the best way to highlight that. When you avoid a sack and then step up in the pocket and stand there for another four seconds and still don't throw the ball, you got to know that you're going to get hit at some point, man. Get rid of the ball. It was it was tough to watch. I mean, nearly ten seconds going by. As good a protection protection as he's going to get, get rid of the ball. Yeah, no, no, it's just, it just felt like he had no internal clock going on any of that. Like you said, just stepping up and then it's like, all right, buddy, you're already on borrowed time. You made, t- you, you made your move. You're not going to be able to shake that forever. I don't, I don't know. I, I just thought that we'd see a little bit more competition out of the Saints. Uh, but the big thing from this, and we'll get an update on this, but Mike Evans left this game with a hamstring. Um, so something to watch for in the coming weeks uh, if you've got him in fantasy. Um, Mike Evans may be missing some time, maybe not. We'll we'll update that later. Uh, are Star receivers faking injuries to get traded to the Lions? People are asking. What? Yeah, yeah, because we'll skipping ahead there a little bit, but Devontae Adams also with the injury today, but did come back. Mike Evans did not return. Don't forget, Alvin Kamara made his return to the NFL in this game as well. Oh, Scoop, That's right. Scooped him up on waivers in my 12-man league. That's that's, right. that's mismanagement by the rest of the league, right there. Yeah, it is. That's uh that's a sad miscarriage of justice. Um, and next up, yes, yeah. Anyways, um, let's get back to the tab here. Commanders at the Eagles. This one also surprisingly goes into overtime. Andrew, I thought for sure you had this one. Commanders. Andrew had Commanders here, but the Eagles squeak it out in overtime, thirty-four, thirty-one over the Commanders. Can you remind me who was the commander's quarterback last year? Heineke. Heineke. Okay. Sam Howell, Heineke almost thought it was the same same human being at first. I mean, they're both, they both just seem like, you know, Hey, nobody cares about us. They know that we're not the long-term guy here. We're just to fill in. Um, Doesn't really matter if I win or lose. They're probably not going to keep me. So I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to leave it on the field every single day, every single week, every single game, every single play. And the guy just won't go down and seems to make a play. And so good for him. Um, And I really wish the commanders would have pulled this off. But uh, it was also fun to watch the Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown connection today uh, back in full form. And it, it looks scary when it's there. It was not fun if you were playing against A.J. Brown in fantasy. It's a tough week. I mean, A.J. Brown said he wanted to be more involved, and he certainly got his wish. <laughs> yeah, he did. That he did. But the Commanders, yeah, they 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 beat the Eagles last year when they uh, were, were undefeated. Uh, notoriously called for the Commanders over that one. Andrew tried to sneak a little magic from me by taking the Commanders here, and boy, did he look like he was going to be right there for a minute. But the, the Commanders just like to be spoilers, I guess. Talk it up on the board. First T-Swift sighting of the game. Okay. So they didn't show our pregame? Not that I, I guess I could have missed it, but this is, I think it was the first one of the game. It had okay. nothing to do with Kelsey. Isaiah Pacheco just, just absolutely scorched the Jets defense. See ya. Had a huge hole to run through. He's fast. And that's that when they brought up Taylor Swift? 
Yeah, weird, huh? They scored, so they just yeah. Because like Kelsey has two catches run. already. Oh, I thought like. you were talking about after he yep. ran through that massive hole. That's what you're saying. Oh boy, come on, ally. Uh, yeah, let's go right along this train. Um, let's go to one you, Andrew. This one you did have. You had the Bengals losing to the Titans. Um, Andrew, you called this. Uh, you know we've got this in the in the previous oh, episode. Um, stinky. Andrew, uh, pick this. Um, both Mitchell and I had the Bengals here, and uh, Mitch has got two fingers up. Two back to T Swift right before the commercial break. Nice. Put it on the board. Nice. All right, we're at two. Take a shot every time they show Taylor. Um, yeah, Andrew, to his credit, had the Titans here. Mitch and I both literally shit on the Titans. I think Mitch's words were the Titans are not a good team or a bad team. And Andrew said, I quote, I know they're a bad team. But they've still got Derrick Henry, and uh, the Bengals got one win already, and I think they're going to only have one win through the first month of the season. So, post And let's dominance. be honest, I think Tractor Cito put his absolute stamp on this game. I think uh, pretty much every time I looked up and saw this game, Ryan Tannehill was uh, at the bottom of the screen as a wideout. Tractor Cito taking the Wildcat, even throwing for a score today. He did. He had a little jump pass where it looked like he 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 bought the he bought the defense in, sucked the defense in. Oh, I'm running it. Psych. Pop it right over your head. Oh. Um, yeah, the Titans were going trick or treat. Um, and they had trick no treat in the first one. They went oh, they went with a little reverse. They threw it back to Tannehill. They hand it off to Henry. Henry throws it back to Tannehill. Tannehill tries to go to D hop in the end zone, just missed it. And uh, you thought you felt like, oh, that's a missed opportunity for the Titans and what could be a tough one for them. Nope. They went at 27 to three. They didn't need to even look. They didn't even need the score from D hop. It's uh, it's crazy. The Bengals right up there with the Colts on not being able to tackle today. Uh, I'm sure you saw the play that I'm speaking of in the third quarter. Uh, stinky from the Bengals uh, could not figure out how to tackle today. I think. I think six guys missed a guy, uh, missed the running back. I don't know if it was Henry or who it was for the Titans, but like six guys missed a guy. It was incredible. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I mean, Joe Burrow doesn't look like the same guy. It kind of seems like Mitch is about to drop some JB news on us, maybe some good stats. Oh, oh, teed him up too hard no, for I that. No, I just like, I. he still, it looks like, like you can still see his one leg is smaller than the other one. It's so weird to look at. Um I don't look good. Jamar Chase isn't happy. Jamar Chase getting a little bit of that diva in him. That's what starting to sound like like he has a couple bad games and he's just like you very vocal about it you heard the quote i'm seeing i did excuse my profanity but i'm all i'm open i'm always fucking open is what he said mm-hmm. and there's there's your diva wide receiver jamar chase but it always feels like every time the 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 diva wide receivers come out and say like similar to aj brown um, you know, I feel like you gotta, you gotta make sure you got a J- Jamar chase in your lineup next week. Cause I feel like he's going to go off now after it seems like that always happens after you see a quote like this, they just feed them and they go off for like 200 yards. I was just going to, I'm going to look up who do they play yet? See, and, and it's a perfect queue up cause they play the Cardinals, which I know we haven't gotten there yet, but the Cardinals are, I don't think anyone really like wants to play the Cardinals. I've got, but, I've got them right in the same camp as the, as the Texans, like. It's not bad and going to play spoiler down the stretch. Don't think they either of them make the playoffs, but the Texans maybe have a better chance. The Cardinals are in a tougher spot, but 
Yeah, both these teams, teams you don't want to overlook. Yeah, chance for a bounce back game for the Bengals. Is that one on the road or at home? Did it, did it. Arizona. Okay. Hopefully anything they, else? I, I don't know. Hopefully they can bounce back. I don't really see them with a lot of fight this year. I think if they lose, you know, two more here early without stringing together a few wins that the team might quit on them. But uh, I will say, as far as divas go, Jamar Chase is pretty mild, mild-mannered for a diva. I mean, apologizing for swearing to the, in front of the media. You know, it almost seems like him and Joe Burrow are on the same page. Like, yeah, I'm open. Like, he's trying to get me the ball, too. We're just, we're not there as a team right now. So, it seems pretty mild-mannered. I don't know if I'm going to slap the D word on him. Yeah, I had... Uh... This is tough for me just because I have the Bengals as my Super Bowl pick. Uh, so it's not looking good. The other side of it, the 49ers, who I had playing them, looking looking really good. But I digress. Um, let's move to the AFC West. Raiders lose it to the Chargers. Uh, no Jimmy G in this one. Concussed. Uh, we had a little fight scrum going on. We have a disqualification in this game. Herbert hit out of bounds by, I can't remember the guy's name, number 90. Um Max Crosby immediately throwing his hands up in disgust. It was it was crazy. He's like, really, what are we doing out here? Uh, first interception thrown by Herbert this year. And uh, Khalil Mack, remember him playing against his old team here? Six sacks in one game. That's pretty incredible. We're going to rename him to Khalil Sack. Mm. I thought that was pretty good. Don't forget mm. Brandon Staley just attempting to put his uh, signature signature touch on this game. Uh, as far as we're talking about the Vikings MO carrying into last year, uh, Brandon Staley's MO is just following him everywhere. It's it's win early, put points on the board, and attempt not to lose the, the other three quarters by points. <laughs> and it is, uh, it is tough to watch down the stretch. He he puts Herbert in some pretty tough situations where they have to make plays late or else it looks bad on him. Um, and then you saw it down the stretch. He throws a pick and on the return, he kind of gets stepped on, gets beat up a little bit. A couple other receivers took some wicked shots on that return as well. So, I mean, Staley, honestly, putting a lot of players in danger late in games. Fourth and one, the, the Chargers go for it on their own 35. Don't get it. Leaves the opportunity open for the Raiders to have a tying touchdown. But they throw a pick in the red zone um, by Asante Samuel Jr. Third, third shot of Taylor Swift. That's three, folks. Count them up. Um, let's go to the Cowboys who uh, reestablished their defensive dominance today. 38-3 to over the Patriots. Mac Jones looking doggy. And, uh Yeah. That's all I have to say yeah, about I, this one. I was just gonna. You took it. I, like we are so we are so synced up tonight, Ben. So synced up. There's nothing to say besides Mac Jones is not an NFL quarterback, not in a starting capacity whatsoever. He he just looks bad, and I don't even think like the Cowboys didn't look amazing whatsoever. Mac Jones just stinks. Who was the backup for the Raiders today? Uh, O'Donnell, something O'Donnell. He looked more competent than Mac Jones did today. O'Connell yeah, was, was making throws from the right side oh, of the field all did, the way across to the left. Like the defense wasn't going to figure it out. Twice. Yeah, O'Connell. 
O'Connell, not O'Donnell. I, did I just say O'Donnell? It's O'Connell. So you said O'Connell. Okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe I said O'Donnell. Um, but yeah, I would have <laughs> I, I would have taken him uh, uh, as the yeah. Patriots organization over Mac Jones today. Mac Jones looks like he's seen ghosts out there. I, I would say so. I'm gonna try and find the odds. Kirk Cousins to the Patriots is a thing next year. It absolutely has to be. Yeah, that seems fitting. I'm so I don't know if anybody's talking about this, and I'm missing this in the national media. But Kirk Cousins seems like I don't know why I've never thought of this before. He seems like a specimen for the Patriots. It seems too he's, perfect. He's perfect. I mean, and he, I mean, wins above replacement. Kirk Cousins over Mac Jones has to be worth four, five, maybe six wins. Mac Jones is just not good. Hmm. If not more, and and I would say easily he's more of a leader. Kirk? Yeah, Captain Captain Kirk is for sure. We saw that in the quarterback. Um, Let's go to the last game that is incomplete, or that is complete, I should say. Cardinals. Uh, sneaky feisty in this one, but they they just ran into a buzzsaw. Whether it's the 49ers, the buzz, buzzsaw. 49ers look unstoppable. Andrew had them as the 50 years here. They didn't quite get to 50. 35 to 16. Uh, but the Cardinals actually decent. Josh Dobbs, Joshua, excuse me, actually not that bad. Um, they're gonna they're gonna win some game down the str- down the stretch and be better than everybody thought. But um, the 49ers are just too good, man. They're they're solid. Them and the Eagles, man. It's it's them and the Eagles and everybody else in the NFC. If you've got some injuries rolling into a week against the Cardinals and you're expecting to just kind of eke out an easy win against a bad team, play the Bears instead because that's not the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to give you everything they've got. I think Buda Baker, when uh, I forget their coach's name already, that's how forgettable of a human being he is. But he when he Gannon. gave, go ahead, John Gannon. Okay, yeah, when he gave his speech to the team, they flashed to Buda Baker, and he get he looked the look on his face was. Who is this guy and why is he here? And Buda Baker looks like he's out for blood this year. Um, and he's leading that defense. Cardinals are feisty. Again, it's just they're just not a team anyone probably wants to play. I would agree with Andrew wholeheartedly. Give me the Bears or the Jets a hundred percent over the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cardinals at one and three, probably your best one and three team. I mean, you could make the argument for the Bengals. Just Maybe because Texans. of the potential, the seal, the ceiling, the Texans are not one and three. They're two and two. <laughs> uh, and then other other one and three teams: the Raiders, the Patriots. Uh, I think I listed them all. Broncos. Um, yeah, and probably the Jets after tonight. I would easily put the Cardinals over the Patriots in my ranking. Oh yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah, just by quarterback play, Josh Dobbs over Mac Jones too. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's uh, uh, it's getting away from the Jets early here. Um, that's what I was going to ask you for an update. Yeah, yeah. It's it's ten nothing. They just had a huge run. Isaiah Pacheco has barely done anything all year, which is again, we're not here to talk fantasy football, but I did put him on my bench because he hasn't done diddly spit. Um, ten nothing. They're already driving down the field. It's going to be seventeen nothing probably by the time I'm done with this sentence. Bad. <laughs> We gonna get an impromptu Taylor concert? They're gonna cut away from this game. She's just gonna be singing up there, and all eyes gravitate that way. You guys see the AI created Taylor Swift song that 
is going to be about her and Travis's breakup. We got be the least the, shocking thing of all time. We got to the fifth. You guys giving them any chance? Got to add it on to the end of this episode for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I thought her, about it. Her track record is porous. <laughs> well, Travis isn't much better. What is he dated? Uh, well, he had the whole show catching Kelsey where it was basically Travis Kelsey, Kelsey Bachelor. I had no idea that that was a thing. Yeah, it was like four or five years ago, probably. Um, and then his most recent Uber. his most recent girlfriend actually went and dated Micah Parsons afterwards, I believe. At least that was a rumor. Um, notoriously, they broke up after Travis made her go 50-50 right, on things. Micah's fine, dude. What do you mean? Or you mean the uh, Travis's ex? Ah, okay. So she went on uh, like one of those tabloid shows, E! or whatever, and was like, Travis cheated on me and all this stuff. I was like, oh, you didn't say any of this until Travis had gotten the spotlight because of Taylor. And then, then we got the whole who put who on the map. Anyway, let's get off that. Um, you guys you guys want to do a, a way too early hot seats? This was sponsored by Mitch here. Um, we let's we don't have to spend much time on this, but uh, Matt Eberflus. So, so, so it's 16 nothing. So, like, so I was okay, very there close. You go. Like it's, there you go. I mean. All right. So who's on the hot seat? So, yeah, so I, I have no problem going or we can take turns. This was my idea because I think this is just like, I think we can get some credit for calling these out. But first is Brandon Staley. Like, he's just a bad coach. We do, Andrew just talked about it. He just has no idea what he's doing. He's got to go. Eberflus is, I think, definitely going to be done. Um, it's just a matter of time. There's some OCs in here. Mine was Vance Joseph, the Broncos, because the Bears' offensive has looked abysmal coming into this game you just got in shannon sharp's words again a 50 piece and what did, what did he say 70 dropped on your dome a 50 piece piece and 20 flats at no extra charge and then you let the bears just dice you up so i think vance joseph's on the hot seat matt canada is an amazing call and then last but not least warm cushions kevin o'connell's got to be up there because the vikings oh. just also do not look good Okay, warm cushions. That was you too. Yeah, I would agree. Kevin O'Connell, especially if they lose this game. Did somebody I, just join the Discord? I would say Usher is as well. Usher's on the hot seat if he doesn't perform at the halftime? Yeah, man. I mean, I know you didn't tune into the broadcast, but Duke Kaboom had a 360 uh, jump over five London double-decker buses, man. <laughs> uh, it top, was thrilling, that, Usher. exciting, and captivating. So, yeah, he's on the hot seat. Okay. We'll put that on notice. Um, I would throw Josh McDaniels in there as well. Yeah, I think I think Josh falls under warm cushions. I think you get like uh, a, he's on you a hot a seat pass. You think, get him out of here. I, I don't think he's a good coach at all. I think he'll get like at least another year. I think if they win six games, he gets another year. I throw Sean Payton on there as well. I don't no. think logistically that can happen because of what they did to get him. So I don't think it happens. But I think now, Sean Payton's a, got. Minimum, minimum two years, no matter Overrated. what happens. Yeah, I, I would say he's uh, he's bad. I think he's, Sean Payne's a, well, he's bankrolled by the Waltons here. Okay, he came into it with the same thoughts of Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell coming into Detroit. We've got a few years for mistakes. What, why do you think he like publicly made the statement early on in the season that this team was garbage? Just to protect himself, knowing, hey, I might not win that many games this year. I better get ahead of this now. So then at the end of the season, I can't say, well, it was a bad record and nobody believes me. 
Nice. Uh, I, I love that you brought that up. That's a great point. Um, but what a I was thinking the exact Denver. same thing. He just he set himself up like he basically was like, no matter what, this was the worst coaching job in NFL history. So I literally if I get a win, it's amazing. <laughs> and he wanted famously wanted the, the Chargers job, but they didn't fire Staley. So could have been talking about a Sean Payton led Chargers team, which would have been way drastically different. It, I, I could only imagine what that would be like. Um, I mean, you guys want I I I if I'm a coach, I'd rather have Justin Herbert than Russell. Oh yeah, yeah. I think even Andrew would. If just for longevity wise, I would take that. Yeah. That and yeah. like the, I I don't know Justin Herbert very well, but I can say he's probably quieter in the locker room than Russell Wilson is. Yeah, I think so. I would throw another name on the warm cushions, and that would be Dennis Allen of the Saints. You know, I thought about putting that on there, but I feel like we'll see what happens at the end of it. Is him to me like, I don't know, I could go either way, but I struggle with that one. So I'll give you that. And I couldn't remember how long he'd been there either. Let me give you another one here, boys, too. And I forget his name. It's for warm cushions or hot seats? Uh, let's just call it warm cushions, but like. If he's at the movie theater in his car, he's on like setting two, almost to setting three on the heat indicator. He's the, is this some sort of purgatory seat? No, well, it, for, I forget his name. You have to remind me his name again. The coach of the Falcons. Is he coach? Oh, no, Ar- that, Archer no, Smith. Is he going to win that's games not- this year? Is that when? Is that how I've, he gets off the hot seat? I just don't understand. When is he on it? And when? Like I the when, mustache. As move? long as he has the must. If he has the mustache, he's not on the hot seat. I do not think Arthur Smith is even in a warm cushion. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think he's on a warm cushion either. I don't know. I guess we'll see how the season goes. I think right as it stands right now, he's not. How many how many well, seasons has he coached? I think this is only his second. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. On that. If it's I think this three, is only Dennis Allen's second or third as well. well if it's your, three it's in your hand. That's uh, one of Simon's toys. Picked it up. Nice. Play with it. <laughs> <laughs> Three uh, W's you're, you're on right. that this meow. Is his, it's this is his third. This is his third. <laughs> and he's like, what? What are his records? Because he's not improving. The team's not looking better. I just, I don't understand it. He's not making improvements. He's, he's got Desmond Ritter as a quarterback. Yeah, he. What is he, he doesn't have a. What if and they, they don't like change that? Team. I don't think got rid no. of Marcus Mariota. <laughs> yeah, that poor guy. Yeah, poor guy has a kid and know. gets kicked off the team. Yeah. To answer your question, though, they've gone seven and ten and seven and ten with him. This is only mm-hmm. Dennis Allen's second year as head coach. Okay, so it's only two. Yeah, that's tougher. So right you're now. putting Dennis Allen on warm cushions and not. What's his name because, again? Because he's got Derek, oh. he's got Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara, Michael, T- Michael Thomas, the Honey Badger. He's got the players to back. I, it, like, Michael Thomas hardly. Counts. I'm going to take Dennis Allen. Okay, I'm going to first name both. It's just going to be Dennis and Arthur. <laughs> okay, Arthur. Not a full I name. keep thinking Matt. His first names. Yeah, Matt's Matt Smith. Uh, yeah, Matt Smith. We've been over this. Matt Smith would be the most basic <laughs> name ever. We've been over it every week. Matt Smith <laughs> sounds like Matt Smith sounds Matt like a Matt Smith. Matt Smith sounds like the, the default coach in Madden when, the, when the, you're playing franchise mode and somebody gets a new coach. It's Matt Smith. Well, the worst part is, too, it's not just like Matt in my head. It's like a 
it's like a math you, but like I also know that it's Arthur, so I'm putting like a a mathier, a mathier Smith, and I'm crossing the two, and it's just not good. All right, I'm I'm putting. Well, we've got our first. We've got our first Aaron Rodgers sighting because Zach Wilson is horrible. Alan Lazar just ran down the seam wide open for six, probably. Zach Wilson just doesn't see him, scrambles, takes a sack, and Aaron Rodgers is just going. Wait, <laughs> is Aaron on the sidelines or in a suite? Yeah, is he next to Taylor? Uh, he's up in the, no, he's yeah, up in the right. box. Pre-game, he was down, um, but now he's okay. up in the box. Okay. You imagine All if right. he's sitting right next to Taylor just staring down at <laughs> Travis? No, it would... <laughs> No, that would that's a that's a thing that would never happen right there. Uh, you would not see that. Uh, see Penny, who arguably went bankrupt because of Amazon on the Amazon Prime postgame sponsorship. That is wild. I didn't realize that it was sponsored by J.C. Penny. It was also just kind of, I don't even know the word, but gave me chills and goosebumps to hear the "Let's Go Lions" chant after that game in Lambeau and to see all the videos come out about crybaby fans, about too many Lions fans in Lambeau, how it's not right. We talked about it at the top, but the fact that they issued the statement is just the cherry on top, I think, for every Lions fan that you're out there. Other teams know you're doing it. Dan and the organization definitely know you're there. Shareholders, you got to keep showing up, got to keep showing out. I know that's kind of a cop out on my part because I don't watch live football, but my God, the the yes, Ben, salutes to you because uh, you're doing the Lord's work out there. Absolutely, going to have to keep bringing it out. Um, I I don't even I don't have the video link for you guys, but in Texas high school football, we had a ref. Um, had a linebacker run into him and he ripped the face mask off of the guy. Oh, I think I sent it to you. Um, incredible stuff. They've got it from the huddle angle and then somebody's cell phone angle. And, uh, yeah, the ref gets right into you and grabs the kid's face mask, rips it off and throws a flag on the kid for running into him and then ejected him. It's pretty insane. Yeah. If you could follow up on that story, I would love to know because Clearly, there was something going on in that game, whether that kid was, you know, kind of just mouthing off all game and the ref had given him a couple warnings. But, you know, that something specific had happened where he was he was done with it and uh, he tried to play it off like they had just ran into each other. And it's just not going to fly in the day of cameras. Mm hmm. I 100 percent agree. Something else had to be. Obviously, this ref's a psychopath either way, but something had to be going on. So one thing for story time before we leave off here, this isn't even really a story, but went up uh, to old, uh, uh, a town, uh, an old historic town here in Texas this weekend. And uh, there was a Mustang meetup and they had a spark plug changing competition, which is unlike anything I've ever seen. That's when you know you're in the South, when they're changing spark plugs and they're timing it for a competition. It looked like the Lions offense. A little bit. And that's what it kind of, that was the tie in I had was like, I found the spark plugs. And I found the sword. It's like finding the fountain of youth. I found the spark plugs, boys. And the engine block, it was it was blue. Honolulu blue. Did it roar? Ooh. We're going to get to the roar in just a minute, right? Or the meow, the roar. Or maybe it's a roar. Maybe it's a roar this week. What, let's see. What, folks, you're going to have to tune in and find out here in just a few seconds. Um, we've got Lions taking on the Panthers next week. We'll preview that. We'll... Um, We'll recap all of the records from NFL Week 3 on Wednesday's show. Join us all on Wednesday. 
Greatest five stars. We love you all. Shareholders, you're great. Lions fans, you're great. Let's go, Lions. Uh, why did the Scarecrow get promoted? Because he was outstanding in this field. Let's go, Lions. Oh, yeah. Yeah.